welcome. I'm Victoria Schneps, president of Schneps Media. And we are thrilled to have Elizabeth McGinnis, who is president of Connect One as our power woman today on our Power Woman podcast. Elizabeth is president, as I said, of Connect One Bank, and they're just expanding into East Hampton on the east end of Long Island. So welcome, Elizabeth. Thank you so much for having me on your podcast, Vicki. Well, you know, you're a true power woman. I love it when women are the president of companies, particularly banks that are a male-dominated industry. So I was so thrilled to hear that you are um, leading the charge of the bank. But, you know, I know going back, to become a president of a bank is a major accomplishment. What do you think in your growing up years helped you be the person you are today? Was there influences that could you could point to? Absolutely. I am the child of immigrant parents, came to this country for a better life. I am definitely uh, living the American dream. Um, my father was a very big proponent of education. It was always top of mind. So I wasn't allowed to get anything less than a 90 on any test. Um, And I think that really his encouragement for me to be anything that I wanted to be with the proper education really gave me the confidence growing up to think that the possibilities were endless. And I think that that's a very good and strong message, especially for the young women in society as they're growing up. And, you know, that was unusual because my dad was very old fashioned, but he thought that, you know, the U.S. um, provided a lot of opportunities if you worked hard and had a good education and background. Well, you know, I think it's a link for your future is a good education. And really, uh, it's interesting how that kind of influence held you in good stead through your career. And I know that you don't just become president, but tell me what you're doing now as president. I, I have had an, a tremendous opportunity over the years. I've worked for Connect One Bank for the last 16 years. I've worked my way up through the organization. I became president in December of 2020. So, you know, during an interesting time in our lives with the pandemic and everything going on, I run the day-to-day operations of the organization. And we just opened an office in East Hampton that we're very excited about. We do think that there is a unique opportunity on Long Island for a bank such as ours. We consider ourselves a very client-focused institution. Uh, We don't think of ourselves necessarily as a bank, but really a client service organization that provides products, financial products and services. Uh, We definitely are high touch. Most of our business, we're, you know, we're almost a $10 billion institution, and most of our business has come through word of mouth and building relationships uh, with business owners. We're primarily a commercial bank. Uh, we do various types of lending, but we also do um, cater to consumers. You know, a lot of our business owners need consumer products as well. And I think that we have a great opportunity right now in the Long Island market to really put a footprint in there. Uh, We have an office in Melville as well that we opened about five years ago. Uh, We do have an office in uh, Midtown Manhattan as well. Although we started in New Jersey, we consider ourselves a New York Metro bank. 
and you know we have clients all over. We just opened an office last year in West Palm Beach because a lot of our clients from this area also do business down there. So it's been a very exciting time in Connect One history. Well, I know that you're not the traditional brick and mortar kind of bank. How did the model develop where you are um, you know, using office space rather than storefront space? So I, I think what um, makes us unique is we were a very early adopter of technology. So we provided remote deposit capture, online banking, mobile banking, very early on before it became actual normal for banks to provide those types of services because we needed to reach out to our clients and we needed to do it a little bit differently because we didn't have a lot of brick and mortar. And since the pandemic, actually, that has intensified everyone's use of technology. And it's been wonderful because I've had, I actually had clients that were like, I'm never going to a branch again because it's so easy for me to do it from my office, right? And I save a lot of time and I save a lot of energy. So it's interesting to see how our behaviors have changed since that time. It was a horrendous thing that happened to us, but it also was a wonderfully opening to a world that we never knew we could live in, which is this whole digital world. And I'm talking to you over Zoom instead of having to worry about you're coming to my studio. And you know, we have a studio that's basically vacant as those offices. How have you mandated or how have you handled people wanting to come back to work? So it's interesting because I have um, certain people in our organization that like to come to the office almost every day. They like the routine of it. They just, um, you know, maybe they don't have a lot of space where they're living. You know, they may live in a small apartment. They may be, um, you know, in, in a space that doesn't accommodate having an in-home office. But we've held, uh, you know, we've held it kind of, you know, we've been very flexible. We, you know, have a hybrid model that we're following. Uh, we're allowing every manager to really decide for their own department, you know, how um, the actual attendance in the office is handled. But for the most part, you know, the proof is in the numbers. If we're doing well and, you know, everyone's pitching in and doing their job, you know, I think it's just a very different world. You know, people are happy about saving commuting times. You know, gas prices are high. People have, you know, obligations with their children. So they can basically work around their schedules. And we've always been very fortunate because we've adopted technology early on. When the pandemic hit, we were immediately ready because everyone had a laptop and everyone had a mobile phone that they could use immediately. So it definitely, it, you know, we were prepared for the worst. Well, you know, I think that being prepared is a motto, right? Girl Scouts be prepared. (laughs) (laughs) I think that, you know, your being prepared has probably helped you build the branches and the bank business in different areas. But yet you still feel you have to be a presence in East Hampton. What made you choose East Hampton? So we think um, it's a very prime market for a bank such as ours, where we can offer all types of services to the community. And be can you give me an example? Community. Can you give me an example of what you know? Because I know you have the residential and the commercial. Absolutely. So um, you know we've done some construction lending on the East End, um, even without a presence there. We've um, have some commercial real estate developers that do some work out there that we've been able to reach out to. We have some, um, you know, smaller mom and pops, some restaurants that we uh, bank there. You know, we've done a number of projects out there without having a physical presence. And we just thought at this point in time, it makes sense for us to have boots on the ground in that market. Well, you know, I think uh, boots on the ground do mean something. We have an office in Southampton. 
I like to me, it's like I put my stake in the ground that I am here. Dance Papers is here. We're not going anyplace. We own the building. In your case, you have your space there that you can share with everybody. What um, what are the kinds of um, uh, people who are not in commercial business? What could they look to you for? They can look to us for um, construction lending, for uh, primary uh, residential mortgages. We offer lines of credit. We deal with a lot of high net worth individuals that might have some um, specific needs. Um, you know, we do some bridge financing. We do assemblages. If you're looking to buy a business, we actually do a lot of SBA lending. And every time we have a presence in a market, we're committed to that community to do more and to be part of that community, which I think is so important, especially in this day and age. You know, everybody, like you said, it's great that we have this Zoom call and that we're able to do things, you know, through technology and electronically, but people still want to deal with people, right? People still want to have that interaction. And I think you've seen, um, you know, some of the events that we've uh, recently attended, there was a great turnout because people want to see people, you know, we're still human beings. And I think that's important. I agree with you. You know, um, Elizabeth, you may be the president of a bank, but you must have a personal life. And I, is there kind of a hobby you have that you would share with us? Well, you know, what do you my, do for fun? <laughs> <laughs> that's a great question. I, I do have a, a home down at the, uh, the Jersey Shore, which I um, like to go to. Uh, we do some boating. I love to travel. Um, you know, fl the Florida office keeps me busy. So I'm back and forth to West Palm. So that's, that's what I've been doing lately. But, you know, overall, I, I really just like being part of, um, of different events and, um, you know, just, you know, committing to the communities that we're in and anything that I can do to help. You know, I love speaking to other women. I love mentoring women in the workplace. I think that this is such a great time um, for all of us and we should embrace all the changes that are happening in the world today and really um, take advantage of that. And, and I think that, you know, surrounding yourself by really good people is so important to everyone's growth. Well, you know, that segues right into my last question, which is how do you give me some secrets to success we can pass on to our listeners? So I think working hard, surrounding yourself by, I, I like to surround myself by really smart people, in some cases smarter than myself. Uh, I think that's my secret to success. I think, you know, having that um, team effort, you know, nothing, I can't do anything by myself. I need a group of people to help me. And you know, lifting one another up and surrounding yourself by positive people that can offer a really good support system. I've been fortunate. I've always had a really strong support system. And that's really what's gotten me here today. Ask for help. I always say ask for help if you need it. Well, that's great advice, you know, and I hope to see you down in West Palm because we're going to have Dance Papers Palm Beach and I will be there in January, February, and March to watch oh, well, Dance Papers Palm there. Beach. Definitely see you there. Well, this is a wonderful opportunity to be talking with Elizabeth McGinnis, who is the president of Connect One Bank. Thank you for joining me. Thank you for having me. My pleasure. Until next time, this is Victoria Schneps, and we have had a power podcast with Elizabeth McGinnis. Thank you for listening. See you next time. Bye.